Jesus told a story, and I had this vision of people, like he's telling a story, and they're trying to say, you know what this guy just said? And I could see that story spreading. And of course, how did all the people who came to hear about Jesus, there wasn't, you know, the, the communication abilities we have now. And so you had people sharing the story with somebody else and people coming and saying, I want to learn more. And, you know, here's a guy walking by listening and going, I want to get more of that. I want to share more of that. So it, this is a great tool for evangelization in a very, very practical way. We're taking the message of Jesus, the stories of Jesus, and we're, we're simply putting them out there so that people can hear them. And there's a lot of people who very intentionally listen to Catholic Radio, but I'm guessing there's a lot of people who are flipping through the channels, who are walking by the open door of, of the, the tractor cab or whatever right. it is, and they hear something and it triggers and they're saying, that's really interesting, and that's how the crowds grew, and that's how the crowds grow. This year, your officials are making big decisions that will shape the future of life and dignity in Minnesota. Together, we can make sure Catholic voices count at the Capitol. This is Rachel Herbeck of the Minnesota Catholic Conference. On February 19th, join Minnesota Catholics at the Capitol in St. Paul. Register today for this amazing day of prayer, inspiration, education, and advocacy to hear from speakers including Jim Caviezel from The Passion of the Christ. Get tickets and busing details at catholicsatthecapitol.org. Don't miss this incredible opportunity. It's going to be amazing. We all appreciate the comforting things in life. Great food, laughter, celebrating Mass together, and good friends. At Riverview, you can enjoy all these wonderful things. But it is the friendship and sense of community here that makes Riverview home. We share stories, laughter, smiles, and our Catholic faith. Try us out with a mini vacation or join us for Mass five days a week. You can contact Kelly for a tour at 701-237-4700 and online at homeishere.org. If you felt God's call to serve the church, Focus, the Fellowship of Catholic University students, and the University of Mary have partnered to train you to do great things. The church is desperate for well-trained development and fundraising professionals, so we've launched the Institute for Catholic Philanthropy. Earn a graduate certificate or a full MBA in Catholic philanthropy and train for a transformative career in service to the church. Apply by March 1st at umary.edu serve. You're listening to the RPR Network. Now, back to more Real Presence Live. Thanks for staying with us. We're back for Hour 2 of Real Presence Live. I'm your host this morning, Programming Coordinator Brandon Clark, in for Heather, who's a little under the weather. So if you think of it, please pray for her that she has quick recovery, safe travels back to Sioux Falls from Aberdeen, where she's at this morning. So... Um, yeah, please keep her in your prayers. And we are about to begin hour two here of Real Presence Live. And that means we have to start with the weather. Now, Gregory. You say like that, that like, say that like it's a disappointment, Brandon. Well, a little bit. Okay. <laughs> because, okay. So I live in the country and it was a beautiful morning this morning. It was five below. So I might be crazy, but five below, just completely still. The stars were out. The moon was bright. Hoarfrost everywhere. Just gorgeous. But I know tonight it's not going to be as gorgeous True. because there's going to be a lot of wind coming in. So I, I toss it to you with hesitancy because I don't really want to hear, like I want to be ignorant <laughs> of what's to come, but I'll, I'll let you have it. Okay, so today in Red Lake Falls, Minnesota, cloudy the high near 17. Tonight, cloudy, then gradually becoming partly cloudy, low around 13 below. And in Kildare, North Dakota, increasing clouds at the high near 26. Tonight, 
cloudy during the early evening and then gradually clearing with a low around 10 below. And in capital Montana, increasing clouds with a high near 34. Tonight, uh, cloudy, then gradually becoming partly cloudy with a low around zero. And if you're <laughs> near or in Trent, South Dakota, mostly cloudy, then gradually becoming sunny with a high near 21. Tonight, increasing clouds with a low around two below. And for Milan, Minnesota, partly sunny with a high near 21. Tonight, cloudy, then gradually becoming partly cloudy with a low around four below. And um, just a quick note, a lot of those places have wind chill values, too, um, that looked pretty, like, 22 belows and stuff like that. So, yeah, stuff. And I know here in the Fargo area and beyond where, where I live um, that we're in a blizzard warning mm-hmm. tonight through tomorrow morning. So, fun stuff. It should be interesting. <laughs> it sounds like, though, Montana is the place to be right now. Um Balmy 34. 34 degrees. You know, they, at least the snow is melting, you know, and so it's not going to blow around as much. Mm-hmm. But anyway, thanks so much for that weather update, Gregory. No problem. All right. So we are moving on for our first segment, and we're going to be talking about an event that I, I'm excited for every year. There's so much energy involved. There's Catholic school kids that are on fire. The chaplains are all into it. And uh, it's just a great time all around. It's the Know Your Faith competition. And we've been broadcasting it for several years now with hosts Father Craig Hochalter and Father Justin Waltz. And those guys are electric on the radio. I mean, when you listen to them, when you watch them, like, I, it's just it's just awesome. And so we're going to talk a little bit about the Know Your Faith competition this morning. And uh, what we're doing leading up to the competition is kind of touring down uh, around the different areas and the different high schools who will be at the competition to talk to them a little bit about their own school competition and what they're looking forward to this year. So let's welcome in Father Doug Krebs and Mason Hedberg from Bishop Ryan Catholic School in Minot, North Dakota this morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, good morning, Brandon. Good how, are you, morning. how are you both doing? Doing great. Just, uh, you know, another school day and uh, hitting it hard and just sitting here with Mason in my office. Excellent, excellent. So, Father, in promoting this segment, we talked about an event that brings lions, eagles, deacons, titans, and saints all under the same roof. Even though this is a competition, the Know Your Faith competition, can you talk about the bond that exists between all of these Catholic schools? Yeah, I think uh, the current situation that we're in with all the Catholic schools is like really amazing because I'm a 2008 grad from St. Mary's, and during my time, all of this stuff was just at its kind of like, you know, nation's start, basically, with uh, the Know Your Faith competition, with any kind of interaction with the other Catholic schools. So, for example, when I was in high school, Monsignor Shea was my chaplain, and he started just the St. Mary's Know Your Faith competition, maybe my sophomore or junior year. And then as time has gone on with the other chaplains that have come to the other schools, at Bishop Ryan with Father Justin Waltz, then Father Josh Waltz at St. Mary's, and Father Josh Eli at Trinity years ago, that they kind of all came together um, and started this Know Your Faith competition that was, it became a diocesan thing, just with the Diocese of Bismarck, then Shanley got involved, then uh, East Grand Forks got involved also. And just to see how the students, interact with each other, which didn't exist uh, when I was in high school. I really didn't even know 
the school, the students that were at Bishop Ryan or at Trinity or Shanley, and it's all kind of just come together because of all the, the work that some of those chaplains did years ago uh, to bring all the schools together, that there's much more of a bond between the students and just the schools in general um, that, that exists now. And so I think it's a great thing because it, it involves, you know, different pilgrimages that we take with the students. Like we just got back from the March for Life pilgrimage uh, in Washington, D.C., where we basically go with the St. Mary students and the Trinity students, and we see the Shanley students there also. And so this connection that they have and how much they're around each other now uh, is, is pretty amazing. And so to come together then and finally have a competition that, even though they compete with each other in sports such as, you know, football this year and all those, and basketball and all those different things, but to have a competition where it's based on our faith and that there's kind of a nice rivalry that takes place every year and everyone kind of takes a lot of pride in who wins. And uh, so, yeah, it's just been kind of this special uh, event that's taken place annually, and it's all to the credit of uh, those that came before us, uh, especially Monsignor Shea and uh, all the other chaplains and all the other uh, teachers, especially Jerry Richter. So, yeah, it's been a, it's a really great thing that's brought the schools and the students together. Excellent. Mason, now you, you are a student. You're a senior there at Bishop Ryan. What's the bond like for you? What's it like to be, be connected to other students from other schools? Uh, it's really cool just to, just to bond with those other students, especially uh, being on the Rome pilgrimage with them and spending like two weeks with them, getting to know them. And it's really nice because it's cool to have those friends that kind of have the same values and morals as you. And uh, just to be able to see them in these competitions and to compete against them in sports and stuff and uh, just be friends with them and build that friendship with time, especially through these competitions. And then this wouldn't be possible without, like, like Father said, all those uh, chaplains and Monsignor Shea that started it, I probably wouldn't be friends with these other guys. So it's really nice just to uh, build that friendship with them and with other schools and uh, just to compete with them. Right. Now, Father, uh, I'll start with you, but I also want to ask Mason this question. You know, when we see when we see the climate today, uh, especially, you know, given what happened with, you know, the, the Covington Catholic School and, and the students there and the attack on them. Why is it so important for for Catholics and, and specifically Catholic schools like these ones competing in the Know Your Faith competition to stick together, to grow with one another, to challenge each other to pursue holiness? Right. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, once the... Uh, you know, they get in the real world and see, you know, and jobs or just the culture that's out there uh, is pretty, in a sense, depressing. Because um, everything that, you know, what we're trying to do and what the students believe is all being basically attacked once they uh, they get out. And uh, everything that um, we're trying to teach is being, you know, under pressure, which necessarily isn't a bad thing. It's actually probably a good thing that it kind of tests their own faith and test their knowledge of the faith, and it helps them to, to have to learn more about their faith and to be kind of challenged in that way. So I think it's, I think it's a good thing that uh, we have a kind of a hostile culture if the students take it the right way. But at the same time, it also is very easy for a student who's, you know, maybe weak in the faith or on the fence that it's easy to be pulled in different directions because the culture is so strong, you know, regarding uh, name it off, name any, name any sin out there that, 
the culture is basically trying to tell the students or, or the youth that, oh, it's okay, don't worry about this. In reality, it's like, no, it's, it's not okay. These, these things are not good, and uh, they're not going to make you happy in the long run anyways. And right. so the main goal of what you know these schools are doing is to try to lay a base foundation of you know holiness and happiness and an understanding of faith so that when they can go out, even when they're challenged, they can, you know, come back to their foundational faith and their understanding and happiness. So, um, yeah, yeah it's, it's super important for the students to stay connected and be bonded because, you know, they'll go to the University of Mary or they'll go to other universities and room with each other and they know that they have somebody that's with each other, that they believe the same thing and help each other out in their own struggles and daily life and, and all of those different things. Right. All right, so. Mason, what's, uh, what's your take on that really quick? Uh, yeah, I think it's important for us to stick together because the media is so, like, against it. So it's important for us to just know that what we're doing is right and uh, just to follow uh, God's plan for us and uh, just to be faithful with that and knowing that everything happens for a reason and it's very important for us to just to stick together in that. Right, right. We're talking here with Father Doug Krebs and Mason Hedberg from Bishop Ryan Catholic School in Minot, this, Minot North Dakota. And what we're talking about this morning is this uh, camaraderie that exists between the Catholic schools that are competing in the Know Your Faith competition and um, how important it is to stick together. Now, I mentioned Know Your Faith competition. That is coming up next week, if you can believe it already, Wednesday, January 30th. Five Catholic schools from across North Dakota and Minnesota We'll battle it out to see who knows their faith best. We'll bring it to you on Real Presence Radio, on our on the radio, online, on our app, and also via Facebook Live. And uh, we will also be having our hosts, Father Craig Hochalter and Father Justin Waltz, bring the energy for that broadcast. So as we, we come back to you guys, uh, Father Doug and, and Mason, the competition, for those who haven't heard about it, Father, can you just give us a, a brief rundown? Yeah, so it's how, how the whole kind of thing is set up, typically the schools will, each student will take a test on Monday of Catholic Schools Week, so next week. And so how that works is each, uh, the top three students from each grade, uh, grades 9 through 12, will then be chosen to be on their own team, which then on Tuesday typically is the school competition. So Bishop Ryan will have its competition at 1.15, and so the top three students from each class will face each other uh, for the local competition or school competition. And whoever wins in that competition, so it could even be freshmen or it could be sophomores, juniors, mm-hmm. or seniors, who wins, and then that team, that group of three, goes to the state competition to face the other students. And so uh, it's kind of fun because, you know, every once in a while, uh, you can get a class, like a freshman class that wins, because there's kind of like a little catch at the end of the local competition. It's like Final Jeopardy. Right. So, you know, if all of a sudden they wager enough enough points, you know, they could actually beat uh, a senior class that may actually be smarter <laughs> than the freshmen, but because of the <laughs> points and how the game is set up, uh, it makes it kind of interesting. And so all of a sudden you, have, you might have a freshman class going to the state competition and representing the school. Right. Um, so it's kind of this, uh, it's this kind of, it's, not just a, a set, okay, who's the best, but it's also who can play the game also. So it makes it a little bit more fun and interesting. Uh, I know it disappoints some people when students are like, why didn't the seniors win? They're much smarter than the freshmen. But 
right. in the end, it's all part of part of the game and kind of the fun about it. So. We just have about uh, 30 seconds left here. Mason, I want to talk to you and see uh, this year's theme, Bible Boot Camp at Shanley High School in Fargo, heading into uh, different territory. Can Bishop Ryan take home the trophy for this 10th annual event? I think so, and uh, hopefully the senior class can do it, but uh, <laughs> we'll have to find out on Tuesday. I think our class can definitely do it, and it'd be nice to see us win down there. Awesome. Father Doug Krebs, Mason Hedberg, thanks so much for being with us this morning from Bishop Ryan Catholic School in Minot. We wish you good luck on the Know Your Faith competition. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. Awesome. And again, we will be broadcasting live from Shanley High School on Wednesday, January 30th, beginning at 11 a.m. Central, online, on the app, on the radio, and streaming via Facebook Live. All right. Well, it's time for our next break. When we come back, it's our fastest-moving segment of the day. Hold on to your hats because we are bringing you on the 10-minute tour of local events. That's next when Real Presence Live continues. This is Real Presence Live, local, engaging, live on the Real Presence Radio Network. There's a certain amount of trust uh, in the people who are in the ministry of providing Catholic Radio and in the programming that they bring on for people. Mm -hmm. And I found in the beautiful story of Real Presence Radio here such a wonderful job that these people do that people come to expect and know that what they're going to hear is what they should be able to hear. So it's a real mission. The bishops are behind it. I've had the privilege of getting a call from members of the board saying, Bishop Hebner, would you be interested to give Bishop Serba a call over in Duluth? We think maybe there's an opportunity for a station there. And I'm more than happy to do that. And Bishop Serba takes that call and says, oh, that's wonderful. You know, I, I, I'm certainly interested in that. So all of a sudden, there's something in Duluth. I had the privilege of calling Bishop Quinn in Winona not too long ago. Uh, would you mind calling Bishop Quinn in Winona? Oh, I'd be glad to do that. Now, look at where the spirits led it and Winona's on board. Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering a high level of care. We're pro-life and pro-family, so we respect all human dignity while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from mystic monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer clinical services, including immunizations and individualized medication packaging. Mayo Pharmacy is located at 303 North 4th Street in Bismarck. Our number is 701-223-2424. Hello, I'm Linda Baldwin with the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. We are now open, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday and 9 to 5 on Saturdays. We're located at 3709 South Grange, just west of Costco. We stock Catholic books, artwork, saint medals, rosaries, Bibles, parish supplies, plus Mystic Monk coffee and gifts for those special occasions like baptisms, First Communion, and Confirmation. I look forward to to your visit to the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. People think A&B is in the copier business, but we're not. We are in the people business. Whether it's coffee and water, managed print services, document management, or our newest editions of promo gear and managed IT services, we've got you covered. At A&B, we're number two because our customers are number one. We can be reached at one 800 477 2425 or online at abbusiness.com. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you local hosts and guests from across the region. Now back to the show. 
Hey there, welcome back to Real Presence Live here on Real Presence Radio. I'm your host this morning, programming coordinator Brandon Clark, filling in for Heather Carroll, who unfortunately is a little under the weather, so please say a prayer for her that she has uh, not only safe travels back from Aberdeen to Sioux Falls, but also is is feeling much better. So, um, yeah, please please keep her in your prayers. It is time now for our next segment. I, I love this segment. It's fun. Gregory? <laughs> it's called our 10-minute tour where we take you around the listening area to find out about some local events. And we're going to start in Duluth. We've got some open houses coming up at Stella Maris Academy. And Heather is with us by phone to tell us about it. Heather, good morning. Good morning. What is happening up in the Duluth area? Well, we are having several open houses and opportunities to come see the amazing opportunities that Stella Maris Academy offers. Our first is actually this Sunday. It uh, kicks off our Catholic school week. Um, after Mass, we'll have um, open house at each of our campuses on January 27th from 11.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. And so you can stop in and see all the amazing things that we have going on. We also have some kindergarten roundups um, in February, uh, as well as a pre-kindergarten open house. Um, in February and March at each of our campus, and then uh, some middle school roundups and uh, middle school open houses. Excellent. So, How exciting is it to, uh, to have these open houses? It's just kind of that time of year, right? It is. It's, it's a wonderful time to see what you have um, offered to you as a parent, to realize that we have this amazing opportunity for a Catholic education um, that teaches just more and beyond the classroom. Right, so. right. A couple of our hosts, you probably know them, Father Richard Kunst, Father Ryan Moravitz, uh, are at different parishes and in different schools within the Stella Maris Academy. And uh, I know they talk a lot about the, the excitement happening there. Uh, wh- what would you say to somebody who might be considering it, but just not quite sure? I, I'd say come take a tour. You know, it's come see who we are, come see what we have to offer, um, ask questions. Um, you know, it's, this is the time where you, you plan and help your children, you know, advance in the world, and, and you want to make sure you give them everything. Sounds great. Well, thanks so much, Heather. Appreciate you coming on to talk about this morning's uh, open houses, or not this morning's, but coming on this morning to talk about the open houses coming up at Stella Maris Academy. Wonderful. Thank you. Check out our website for more information. Sounds great. All right. We're moving on to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, where we have the Sweetheart Dance. Join us for the second annual St. Catherine Drexel Parish Sweetheart Dance. That's coming up on February 9th, starting at 6 p.m. Everyone's welcome. And to ensure that enough pizza is ordered, you please secure a ticket for each family member attending. Back by popular demand, DJ Green with Moonlight Melodies is going to keep the fun spinning till about 8.30 p.m. This will take place at St. Catherine Drexel Parish, 1800 Katy Avenue in Sioux Falls. For more details and remember to get your tickets, you can call 605 275-6870. They're also collecting donations of yummy baked treats and snacks. That sounds pretty good. I don't know about you. But uh, please bring your donations to the Paris office by Friday, February 8th. And we have another event with the Martha and Mary Guild in Rochester, Minnesota. That's happening next Thursday, January 31st at 7 p.m. 
the Martha and Mary Guild will be meeting at St. James Coffee. That's where we host Real Presence Live from a couple times a month. New members are needed in the Martha and Mary Guild. Our last event at Assisi Heights was successful, and their next event will be a tour of the Mayo Clinic Historical Building. Sounds like a lot of fun. Only people who sign up at the next meeting on the 31st will be able to attend this event, so you'll want to make sure to sign up to, uh, to check this out. The Guild is just getting off the ground, and they're looking forward to working on their purpose to help the poor and other special works of charity. Anyone interested in the new ministry can call Gene at 405 405- 364-2682 that's 405-364-2682 again the event is coming up Thursday January 31st at 7pm and that's at St. James Coffee in Rochester alright moving on to Dickinson North Dakota I'm excited about this one we've been helping promote this one for uh, quite a few years it's Trinity Mardi Gras and we have Jason on the phone with us to talk about that good morning Jason Good morning. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Not too bad. Not too bad at all. Good. So tell us about the 50, 50, 55 years, first of all. That's quite impressive. Uh, tell that us. Is, a, go yeah, ahead. That is very impressive. You know, I, I was thinking about the other day, this, this has been going on longer than the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's that's awesome. So so tell us about the, the events, because this is uh, the 25th through the 27th, so there must be a lot of fun things planned. Oh, we've got all kinds of things, and I probably don't have enough time to cover them all. But um, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we have meals going on in the cafeteria, um, Alaskan fried pollock, and uh, new this year's sausage with sauerkraut and dumplings on Friday. We've got ham, chicken, and uh, chicken noodle soup on Saturday, and Sunday is the deep-fried turkey and roast beef. Um, also, uh, this year for entertainment, we've got uh, Jordan Davis in concert. And opening act Casey Allen, and these are both up-and-coming young country stars that we're kind of caught a shooting star here. I think these guys are really up-and-coming, and you're gonna you're gonna regret not seeing this show. And that starts 8 p.m. on Saturday. We've got a free movie, Incredibles 2, on uh, Friday night for families at 6:30, so you can come enjoy, have a meal, and enjoy uh, the midway for a while, and then uh, go enjoy a movie. And of course, we've got. Uh, an auction on, on Sunday. Viewing starts at 11.30 and they have a live auction starting at 1 with incredible, incredible things that, that have been donated to that auction. We've got our raffle, which we give away on Sunday night. The grand prize is a 2019 Jeep Compass. And uh, we'll be giving that away at the end of the, the, the bingo, which goes on all weekend. And we have a grand prize uh, blackout bingo of $1,500 on Sunday evening. Really quick, Jason, where can people find out more information? Um... You can call us here at uh, Trinity High School, and I'm sorry, I don't have the number in front of me. I do. It's uh, 701-483-6081, 701-483-6081. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate your time this morning. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. All right. We're going to get back to food, and uh, we have a parish community feed coming up at St. Isaac Jokes Parish in Rapid City, South Dakota. The parish and the Flowers of Many Colors, the an outreach ministry at St. Isaac Jokes, are hosting this parish community feed. It's coming up this Thursday, January 24th, from 6 to 6.45 in the Mother, Mother Butler Center. I can say that. Mother Butler Center, located at 231 No Wood Drive. It sounds like a great menu, including sloppy joes, baked beans, chips, vegetables, salads, desserts, cold beverage, 
and coffee if you're a coffee drinker. Prepared food donations are always welcome and a free will offering will be taken. Everyone's welcome to come and share this great meal. Again, that's a parish community feed at St. Isaac Jokes in Rapid City this Thursday, January 24th, starting at 6 p.m. For more information, you can call the parish office at 605-343-2165. That's 605-343-2165. And coming back to the Fargo area, we have the inaugural Crafting Vocations event. It's celebrating the vibrant vocations to the priesthood, religious, and married life coming from Bison Catholic, that's St. Paul's Newman Center at North Dakota State University. Crafting Vocations, it'll be this Saturday coming up January 26th from 6 to 9 p.m. at Prairie Brother Brewing Company. That's 4474 23rd Avenue South in Fargo, as I mentioned. The cost is $40 per ticket or $75 per couple for appetizers and craft brews. A silent auction is also taking place for one-of-a-kind items and services. Proceeds from this event will help benefit the ministry work of Bison Catholic. So, if that sounds like something you're interested, please call St. Paul's Newman Center to reserve your ticket at 701-235-0142. Again, Crafting Vocations, Saturday, January 26th, this Saturday from 6 to 9 p.m. Well, that wraps up today's 10-minute tour. We feature this every Real Presence Live. So if you'd like to have your event featured, please call 877-795-0122. That's 877-795-0122. We'd be happy to feature it. All right, it's time for another quick break. When we return, we'll get some pointers on how we can deal with the pressures of life and how we can live a virtuous life amidst all the noise. There's so much noise around us, so... We'll get some tips on being able to, you know, separate ourselves a little bit from that. That and much more coming up next as Real Presence Live continues. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. People think A and B is in the copier business, but we're not. We are in the people business. Whether it's coffee and water, managed print services, document management, or our newest editions of promo gear and managed IT services, we've got you covered. At A&B, we're number two because our customers are number one. We can be reached at 1-800-477-2425 or online at abbusiness.com. We all appreciate the comforting things in life. Great food, laughter, celebrating Mass together, and good friends. At Riverview, you can enjoy all these wonderful things. But it is the friendship and sense of community here that makes Riverview home. We share stories, laughter, smiles, and our Catholic faith. Try us out with a mini vacation or join us for Mass five days a week. You can contact Kelly for a tour at 701-237-4700 and online at homeishere.org. Hi everyone, Steve Sponskowski here, Executive Director for the RPR Network, inviting you on the Real Presence Radio Northern California Mission Pilgrimage, April 4th through 9th, 2019. We will visit some of the missions of St. Junipero Serra, the wine country of the Sonoma Valley, and sites of San Francisco. We'll be staying at a beautiful retreat center with easy day trips to the sites. Cost based on double occupancy is $1,936, or if you want to get your own flight, it's $1,358. For more information, please call 877 7950122 
Well, it's extremely important. Uh, our first adventure into television and radio was through EWTN and watching Mother Angelica, saying the rosary with her, watching numerous programs. And when our bishop, Robert Gruce, asked if we would be uh, involved in bringing a radio station to Western South Dakota, we jumped at the opportunity. And we were uh, involved in the original fundraising for purchasing of a transmitter facility and the licensing, etc. And we're just ecstatic about the fact that we now can reach so many more people. Our state is small population, great distances between mm -hmm. right. locations, and radio is an absolute necessity for reaching out to those. You're listening to the RPR Network. Now back to more Real Presence Live. Welcome back to Real Presence Live here on Real Presence Radio. Thanks for staying with us. We're having a great time this morning. We just finished up with our 10-minute tour of local events. Lots of wonderful things happening throughout the listening area, so be sure to check out that. You can also find plenty more events on our events calendar on our website, yourcatholicradiostation.com. That's yourcatholicradiostation.com. Moving on this morning, we're joined by Father Jason Kern. He's the Vocations Director for the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, and recently wrote an article in their diocesan newspaper about how we can deal with the pressures of media and public opinion. Father, are you with us this morning? I am, thank you. Excellent. Thanks so much for being with us. Absolutely. Now, you wrote this article at the beginning of Advent, so one might wonder why are we talking about this? But the concept still applies all year round. Can you just explain what your concept was? Sure. Yeah, so I wrote the article uh, the day after I had a discernment group meeting. So I run two different discernment groups in the diocese where young men are discerning the priesthood, and I have another one with women where they're discerning religious life. And one of the guys just came up to me, and he just basically asked the question of, like, Father, what can I do for Advent? We know we do things for Lent. Um, what should I do for Advent? And the concept that I just thought of, I was like kind of run through my mind, you know, is there a book or a resource or a scripture passage you could meditate on? And it just kind of hit me. What do we need? We need more silence. <laughs> and so it was just take time this Advent, but now we could apply it to the concept all year round. Is We need time for silence. We need time to quiet ourselves and, and rest and be able to receive uh, the reality that Christ wants to enter in, often through the very quiet, the, the silent place, in our heart where we meet him in prayer. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, you look at we're, we're connected to our phones, we're connected to our computers, we're connected to many different pieces of technology that uh, it, it seems like it can just overstimulate us. Do, do you see that happening? Yeah, without doubt. I mean, maybe particularly in the younger generation, but I, I think we're seeing it more and more for every generation, that people are just constantly have either the noise, even just, you know, something occupying and stimulating themselves so that they're, they're not entering into silence. They're not entering into the quiet rest, rest, rest of the heart where there's just this, this place where I, I'm with myself, but then I realize that I need something else. I need something more. And instead of filling it with something external, I can actually uh, commune with God who dwells in the recesses of my heart, who wants to enter into a place of communion with me. And so silence uh, frees us from that dependence on something outside of us and gives us the place where we can enter into a place of communion 
not only being aware of our own needs, our own self, uh, and our own loneliness, our own sense of instability at times, our, our maybe we're feeling tired, empty, uh, where we need to be filled up. But silence gives us that awareness, but then allows us to say, okay, how is God present to me in this, and where can he enter in and really be the fulfillment of my heart's desire and yearning? Right. You, you know, in your article, I love this part, it said that you know, the Friday after Halloween, you were driving to your parish church for All Souls Days Mass, and uh, you noticed that the houses on the way were decorating for Christmas. Um, do, do you think part of the overstimulation is that we just move from one thing to the next without even thinking about it, without even like, maybe I should pause and, and just enjoy All Souls Day, and maybe I should pause and, and be thankful for you know, the the things that we have and the family gathering together at Thanksgiving. And maybe I should take time to prepare for Christmas rather than have Christmas right after Halloween. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's just, we get swept up in the tide of the culture, right? The pace that the culture sets for us. And so when the stores put things out, we buy them. When, when we are shopping, we notice uh, the music playing. And, and so we just kind of follow the you know, the, all the pressure of the culture instead of allowing ourselves just to slow down and enjoy that we are, we are present to something bigger and greater and that if there's, we can enjoy the life as it happens rather than uh, trying to always follow some uh, trajectory or, you know, the, the pace that is put at us instead of, we're, we, we don't maintain the control. We let uh, the external things come at us and dominate our lives. Right, and then, you know, the day after Christmas, we saw people already taking down the decorations, like, well, it was nice. And we're like, no, it's just beginning. You know, enjoy these seasons. The church gives them to us for a reason. You know, they, they help form us spiritually. There, there's a reason that Christmas lasts so long. There's a reason we have Advent. You know, um, maybe just help us understand, like, liturgically, the church is looking out for us. The, yeah, the, the, the culture isn't. <laughs> Exactly, yes. The church does exactly what the natural seasons do, right? The natural season right now, we're in winter, and it's it's dark, it's cold, it's, you know, it's this time where everything's kind of quiet. When it, when there's a first snowfall, you see how quiet things get, right? There's nothing, no noise, and except for what, what humans create. And so uh, there's a naturalness to that, and then the church understands this, right? The church sees that humans need this kind of death and resurrection, this kind of quiet entering into the peace and the freedom that comes from just just resting uh, and, and, and sort of a leisure, a, a readiness to kind of take up the work of just being with the Lord. And, and then there's times where we're festive and where we're, we're joyous and celebrating and, and, you know, kind of putting on all the decorations and, and the excitement around those things. And so there's an ebb and flow to life that, that we need to participate in, and that's, that's part of being human. And so when we externalize, when everything is stimulus, uh, we lose those natural movements of just being able to be quiet, being able to rest, and also to, when there is a time to rejoice or a time to kind of uh, bring some excitement to, to celebrate life and to enjoy those bigger moments that happen. Right. So, yeah, the Church helps us to enter into uh, that reality throughout the seasons, liturgical seasons. The voice you're hearing right now is Father Jason Kern. He's the vocations director for the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. Now, we're talking about silence. The, the whole goal here in this conversation is, is silence. So if somebody's sitting there and listening right now and they've never sat in silence, how would you tell them to start, Father? Yeah, the best way to start is to start. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, we think we can't do it or somehow we're going to be either bored or um, maybe we'll just be distracted or we'll just 
you know, kind of constantly want to um, reach for our phones. And so we have to uh, push that little silent button on our phones or maybe even take the risk of shutting it off for a time. And then I would say create a space. I think it's really important that you create a space where you can be alone with God. Maybe you have an image of the Sacred Heart or the Blessed Virgin Mary, uh, some image or icon that can kind of help you to just look at it and, and then go into an interior place where you would just invite yourself uh, to God's presence. At St. Mary's University, I have this phrase that they say when they start class. They say, let us remember we're in the holy presence of God. Mm. And, uh, and that's just an image of just God is present to us always. Uh, it'd be great if we can get to a church or before the tabernacle. We can't always do that. And so in our, even in our own homes, can we enter the interior tabernacle of our hearts and just meet Christ there present, uh, ready to let him love us? and then to love Him in return. And so in that silence is just a place of encounter, a place to meet Jesus and to invite Him into our lives. Yeah, we have about a minute left here, Father. Can you just talk about the impact of just sitting in silence, just just yeah. being with the Lord? Yeah, I, it's become, you know, as a priest, uh, when I'm around people for too long, I sometimes just go, okay, I just need to find a space where I can go and just get away because I'm not used to it. I, it. It's almost the opposite where I spend uh, just certain amounts of time with people. But I think the biggest thing is like the impact it has on me is that's where I find interior freedom and peace to rest, you know, to be with Jesus and to know that everything's okay, everything's good, that God is with me in this and that he's accompanying me and showing me his love each day. So there's just a place of, of uh, interior joy and freedom that comes from maintaining that spirit of silence, a recollected mentality and and heart and mind. Right. Now, one, one might ask the question, too, if I'm sitting in silence, how do I know if it's God's talking or I'm just hearing my own voice in my head? Yeah, and it's one of those things that you don't always have to try to figure out, right? We're not analyzing what's what all the time. But the reality is is that uh, if it's conformed to the truth of the Church and to God's love for you, if it's moving you, drawing you, uh, this, this movement of the heart that's drawn into prayer, drawn into love, uh, you experience a, a, a peace and a freedom and a joy. If it's just of you, you know, it can be dismissed, or you know, it's sometimes our own negative thoughts. Uh, sometimes it, we, we get caught up in our own kind of thinking about our activities, and then we just come back, look upon the face of Jesus, and just let Him love you. Right? It's it's a, right. it's a relationship. So that's that's the key is to enter into relationship and don't worry about who said what or if it's me or God. Just be with Jesus in it. Right, and it really goes back to what you said uh, as we were talking about if you've never sat in silence, what do you do? Just do. <laughs> just do it. Just just try it and, and you know, let the Lord work it out. Father, uh, I apologize we're already out of time, but thanks so much for being with us this morning. Yeah, thanks, Brian. It was great to be able to talk about all that the Lord's doing, how He calls us into a relationship of love. So thank you. Yeah, and a great thing, too, Lent. Uh, although, uh, you know, we're in January, Lent will be coming up soon, so maybe it's something yeah. to pray about. Maybe it's something we want to do in Lent. Amen. Awesome. Well, thanks so much again, Father. All right, well, it's time for our last break of the morning. Can you believe it? Our show is almost over, but stay with us because we're excited for this last segment. We'll be talking about the qualifications it takes to be an evangelist. Does it take qualifications? Do you have to be qualified to evangelize? That's what we'll find out when we visit with Thomas Escrow right after the break on Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. People think A&B is in the copier business, but we're not. 
We are in the people business. Whether it's coffee and water, managed print services, document management, or our newest additions of promo gear and managed IT services, we've got you covered. At A&B, we're number two because our customers are number one. We can be reached at 1-800-477-2425 or online at abbusiness.com. We all appreciate the comforting things in life. Great food, laughter, celebrating mass together, and good friends. At Riverview, you can enjoy all these wonderful things. But it is the friendship and sense of community here that makes Riverview home. We share stories, laughter, smiles, and our Catholic faith. Try us out with a mini vacation or join us for Mass five days a week. You can contact Kelly for a tour at 701-237-4700 and online at homeishere.org. Hi everyone, Steve Sponskowski here, Executive Director for the RPR Network, inviting you on the Real Presence Radio Northern California Mission Pilgrimage, April 4th through 9th, 2019. We will visit some of the missions of St. Junipero Serra, the wine country of the Sonoma Valley, and sites of San Francisco. We'll be staying at a beautiful retreat center with easy day trips to the sites. Cost based on double occupancy is $1,936, or if you want to get your own flight, it's $1,358. For more information, please call 877-795-0122. One of the things that I see happen is, let's say somebody's been listening to the radio and they pick up an idea, they then sit down with their friends at coffee or over cookies and bars, whatever, and they're talking about it, and that item, then they say, well, let's call Father and get a little, let's double check that, let's get a little deeper view on it. But also, when it comes to the events, for example, we have a group here, and they look at the faith, and then they move deeper into it, what is the reason for this? Why do we Catholics believe this? And as that group has grown, they've brought others in. They've talked about it. They're reaching out. And it actually evolved into a street ministry where they stood down by Paul and Babe with a cart, with some books, with some medals, with some rosaries, and they encountered people on the street. I was very impressed with that. Very impressed that our people would move forward. Our Bible studies become stronger as people hear the word and then they share it with one another. You're listening to the RPR Network. Now back to more Real Presence Live. Thanks for staying with us for our last segment of Real Presence Live here on Real Presence Radio. I'm your host this morning, programming coordinator, Brandon Clark, filling in for Heather Carroll. So if you tuned in to hear Heather, that's that's why she's feeling under the weather a little bit. So I'm uh, hopping in in her place and uh, continuing things. And we're moving on to our next segment this morning, and it's a good one. It's talking about the new evangelization, but talking about what what does that even mean, you know, and, and do you have to be qualified to evangelize? I mean, do you have to have a title like Director of Evangelization and Discipleship? which Thomas Escrow at Sacred Heart Church in Aberdeen has. I don't know. Let's find out. Thomas, are you with us? I'm here. Good (laughs) to talk with you, Brandon. You too. Thanks for being with us. Yeah, my pleasure. You said it's going to be a good segment. I sure hope so. Now you're putting the pressure on. (laughs) Yes. Well, let's let's wait on some of the deeper questions here and and just start with a basic definition. What is evangelization? Sure. So a lot of us have kind of heard the term evangelization and maybe even more frequently, more recently, which is great. To evangelize simply means to spread or preach the gospel. So to make Christ known to those who, who don't know him, pretty simply put. I, and uh, maybe one of my favorite definitions that I heard recently when I was reading this article 
it was trying to draw distinctions about what evangelization is and what it isn't. And it talked about how evangelization is not about getting people to fall in line. Oftentimes we think about the church as kind of a set of rules or moral rigorism. It's not about getting people to fall in line. It's about getting them to fall in love. It's about introducing them to a person and that person is Jesus. Yes. Yeah, you know, I, I was at the convocation of parish leaders with the Diocese of Fargo and Diocese of Crookston, and one of the things that uh, Monsignor Richter brought up, Monsignor Thomas Richter from the Diocese of Bismarck, was we love our spouse, right? And if we love our spouse, we like to talk about our spouse. You know, we're like, hey, this is my wife, and uh, and she does great things. So if we can claim to love Jesus, then we should probably be able to talk about him in a similar way, correct? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, love my spouse immensely. She's probably listening right now. Katie's on the phone or listening on on the radio. So, um, but absolutely, there's a good um, connection there that if you love someone, you should be able to to talk about it. Same way as I love football or you love baseball or whatever. I, I could talk about football for for 20, 30 minutes, an hour probably with somebody. Right. Um, it's probably the same, should be the same way when it comes to our faith. Exactly. And, and probably to a, to a greater degree, really, when we're talking about falling in love with the Lord. So <clears throat> a lot of people have heard of the new evangelization. Okay, so yes. we, uh, let me just set the stage. We gave the definition of evangelization. Now we're talking about this thing called the new evangelization. Why put new in front of evangelization? <laughs> what is new all about? Sure. So the term, the new evangelization, it's kind of funny. We're still talking about what is the new evangelization in 2019 because the (laughs) term goes back all the way to the pontificate of John Paul II, back in the late 70s or the early 80s. I was doing a little research on this before, and the term itself, it's not quite clear where it came from. It might have came from uh, a priest by the name of Father Luigi Giassani, who is kind of the founder of a, a movement in the church called Communion and Liberation. But it was most, um, you know, used by John Paul II in in the early 80s. And when he says new evangelization, what he's getting at is that it's new in its ardor, in its methods, and in its expression. Those are kind of the three terms that he used to explain what's new about it. And so the idea is to make Christ known in our modern culture looks differently than it meant to make Christ known, say, in first century Jerusalem, right? Right. And so, um, you know, the Second Vatican Council in the late 60s, the documents that came out of that had a real emphasis on the universal call to holiness, that we are all called to be saints, that to be a saint isn't just meant for, say, those in the clerical life or bishops or pope, but we're all called to holiness. And then another point is we're all called to mission. So by virtue of our baptism, we're baptized into the body of Christ and we're meant and called to go forth on mission to make Christ known to the world. Now, that's something that me as a 28-year-old and and you and some other people who are working for the church and working in apostolates understand pretty well. This this idea of, of going on mission, you know, in, in uh, the Great Commission, right, that Jesus gave to the apostles. But it's not something that's easily understood among everyone you know has there has there been a time where the catechesis on this part of of us being called to mission has just kind of been lost or just maybe not highlighted as much yeah absolutely i just think it wasn't a point of emphasis maybe in in previous decades that um 
you know, part of what it means to be a Catholic, what it means to be a Christian is to be an evangelist. You know, oftentimes maybe we thought what it means to be Catholic is I follow these rules and I, um, you know, I don't do this or I, or I go to church on Sundays, but we don't think about what it means to be Catholic is that I have this deep and, and intimate relationship with Christ that totally transforms my life. And because it's been so great and brought me so much peace and joy, I want others to experience that same peace and joy. And right. therefore, I want them to know Christ as I do. Right. You know, uh, Curtis Martin says you can't give what you don't have. And, and I think unless we have that Christian joy, unless we have had that total transformation in our heart, it's tough to be able to go out and do this, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I totally agree. You can't give what you don't have. So the first step to anybody who's looking to to be an evangelist, which I hope we all are, is really to examine your own relationship with Christ. And, you know, that includes how much you participate in, in the sacramental life of the church, uh, your own prayer life, um, and then also just how your relationships with the people in your common life are, are going, you know. And then um, once you kind of start, you can't, you know, you think about uh, if your cup is empty, how can it overflow, right? Yeah. So you need the cup to be filled by Christ in order for it to overflow and for that love that our Lord has for us to, to spill out to the others in our lives. Exactly. Talking here with Thomas Escrow, he's the Director of Evangelization and Discipleship at Sacred Heart Church in Aberdeen, South Dakota. And we're talking about the new evangelization and, and what it is and what it isn't. Now, Thomas, you, you were talking about examining our own relationship and examining our relationships with people. I think it's important, too, to know that that we can't go it alone, right? We have to have uh, fraternity. We, we have to have women's groups. We have to have men's groups. Uh, iron sharpens iron. Man sharpens man. It's important to, to build relationships with people who will help us get to the point where we're ready to go out and evangelize, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, uh, community um, is so important to the Christian life. And uh, when you look at what it, you know, the, the role of community, we were never, the faith was never really meant to be a me and Jesus type of thing and, and nobody else needs to be in on it. Because as humans, we're really good at, at fooling ourselves a little bit, you know, to think, oh, I can get away with that or I can do that. But when you have a community of like-minded people that are headed in the same direction and that direction is heaven, right. um, we're all called to be, uh, to be there for others and others are called to be there for us. And right. so, if you look at the, the history of the church, there's rarely ever a saint, a canonized saint, um, you see that uh, went through his life alone without another canonized saint, right? For every St. Francis, there's a St. Clair. Right. Um, for every Benedict, there's a Scholastica. You know, all these connections, um, you know, different saints, uh, St. Saint Paul Miki and companions, St. John de Brebeuf. And companions. Yeah. I mean, community is so important to the life of the church. Exactly. And even Jesus sent his disciples out two by two. Um, so we just have about a minute left here. Let's talk about the qualifications. You're the director of evangelization and discipleship, okay? So does yep. everybody need to be a director of evangelization and discipleship to be able to evangelize? Absolutely not. Like I said earlier, the only, the, the real call for being a missionary disciple comes from your baptism which most cradle Catholics were baptized when they were infants, right? So out of your baptism, you're baptized into Christ, into Christ's body. And the 
Holy Spirit was poured into you in the sacrament. And in that, uh, in that moment of your baptism, you were bestowed with the two calls that I talked about from the Second Vatican Council, your, a universal call to holiness and also a call to mission to make Christ known to those around you. It seems easy in, in theory, is it? <laughs> Absolutely not. And, and it's not easy because we all come with our own, you know, our own problems, our own brokenness, our own woundedness. And so it's constantly, you know, trying to uh, surrender your, your own efforts. At, at least for me, in my experience, I, I try to think, oh, I, how do I do this? How do I solve the problems in the church today? How do I make Christ known to the people in our modern culture? Well, sometimes we have to step back and realize this is God's work, you know, and as much as I can be open to God's spirit and his grace in my life, because ultimately the Holy Spirit is going to be the one to evangelize, to bring people into relationship with God. And what I want, like Mother Teresa said, is to be an instrument in God's hands. And so if you're looking, um, how can you be a better evangelist? Start with that. Start with how, what is God asking me to do? And how can I be an instrument in God's hands? Excellent. Well, thanks so much for the discussion this morning, Thomas. Some, some great things to think about, to take to prayer. We, we certainly uh, appreciate your time. Well, thank you, Brandon. Good to talk to you, my friend. You too. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Well, th- that wraps up our show for today, Real Presence Live. But there is another one tomorrow, and our host is Nathan Sather, and Gregory's going to tell us what's happening. Yeah, so like you said, coming out tomorrow, host will be Nathan Sather. It's known as the Equality State, but more than empowering women to, uh, but more than empowering women to voting to vote and protecting from discrimination, Wyoming's legislative session will include some bills that could have significant impact. Deacon Mike Lehman of the Diocese of Cheyenne will shed some light on the topic, and you'll have a chance to call in through questions during our Straight Talk segment tomorrow with Father Charles Lacroix at 877-795-0122, or you can post your questions on Facebook. And a much-needed project that will better serve the needs of Catholic students at North Dakota State University. Uh, we'll have St. Paul. We'll look at the St. Paul's Newman Center in Fargo and see where everything stands with Brian Wilburn and Father James Cheney, who will provide us with an update tomorrow. All that and much more. Thanks, Gregory. Mm-hmm. It's been a fun morning, hasn't it? Yeah, exciting for sure. <laughs> yeah, we've been talking a lot about a lot about Catholics at the Capitol. We've been talking about know your faith. Our ten minute tour. We had a call in segment. And silence, just just being able to find some silence in our life, in in the busyness, and and just really be able to to separate. There, there's so many things going on in the world that just really try to lead us away from the Lord. And, and the best thing that we can do is really focus on our relationship with Him. So let's leave it there, and we'll be back tomorrow morning with Real Presence Live. Until then, have a great day. This has been Real Presence Live on the RPR Network. Real Presence Live brings you local hosts and guests every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday morning from 9 to 11 Central. Hear the encore of the Tuesday show on Saturday from 6 to 8 a.m. Central, the encore of the Wednesday show from 8 to 10, and the encore of the Thursday show from 10 to noon. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through our Facebook page, Real Presence Live, local, engaging, live, 
on the Real Presence Radio Network.